This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Fatback 4 podcast. This one is not live this week because it's just not. We're trying something different. Um, myself, Gav, you can see Matt on screen. You can see Grizz on screen. Yeah, we are six days out from Liverpool going to Old Trafford and beating Manchester United in the Premier League. This is probably the first preview of the week you're going to listen to on any podcast and it will be the best. Um, we've, we've decided that before we've started. Um, let's get into it. Let's go. Grizz, you told me during the week that you don't feel Liverpool will beat Manchester United at Old Trafford next Sunday with a 4.30pm kickoff. Give me the reason for that before we start going through game, you know, the game, players, tactics, everything else. Gav, is just the feeling I have with playing these cunts uh, at Old Trafford. Um, our record's just not great there, is it? I don't think we've won there since 2014. Um, Klopp's definitely not won there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Klopp, it was Klopp's first victory, wasn't it, last season? Against them home and away. Or, Maybe. Actually, actually, no, apart from the Europa Cup, we beat them as well. But in the league, let's talk about in the league. Um, it's just one of those grounds, just one of those games. It's just one of those... The atmosphere that's created and, you know, we just basing it on our performances in the past haven't been great. I think it's fair to say, and you know me, I'm a positive top red. I think it's nothing. I am. Absolutely nothing. I think, I think it's fair to say it's the one fixture where we've been accused or we can be accused of freezing. Um, especially last season. Last season was probably 
the most disappointing, one of the most disappointing trips to Old Trafford in terms of, you know, they were shambolic. And, and then on top of that, they were forced to make three substitutions in that first half. And we, we still froze. <clears throat> we still didn't capitalise. I know Bobby went off for us. Um, and Studge came on, which I thought was, you know, a bad call by Klopp as well. But hindsight's a wonderful thing. It's just one of those, Gav, um, you know, I hope and I pray and I love to be proved wrong and then you lot take the piss out of me for months to come, you know. No better feeling than being on the receiving end of your abuse. I just, I just can't, you know, it's just my prediction. I just, I just, I just can't see us winning there. We'll get a draw. We won't get beat by them, but I just can't see us winning there, Gav. Okay, me and Matt will talk you around before this was finished. Matt, um, Grizz mentioned there that we went there last season. We were in good form. We were flying. They weren't great. Um, but they still had a little bit of a, a little bit of a bounce from, from Solchard. They still believed in what he was trying to do. They did have to make three subs, um, in the first half. And we should have capitalized. <coughs> but even going on last year, Matt, I think this is a, this is a much different Liverpool <coughs> side and a much different scenario Liverpool are going into next Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's not just that. You look at everything in Cops Reign so far and he, he's always improved. Mm. So if you're looking at the past results and think that's that's something to take away of, of anything in the future, then you're completely wrong. If if we've we've got a team that we struggle to beat, he is uh, working relentlessly trying to find a different way to beat them. And that's exactly what we'll do on the weekend. We'll find a way to beat this team where we may have struggled slightly against them in the past at Old Trafford. Not too much. We we haven't taken any batterings or anything. Uh, so it doesn't need too much tweaking, but he will definitely have a plan. And and it's not like Solskjaer, some some worldy manager who's going to pull out some tactical uh, it, like some tactical plan which will be able to get rid of our front three or, or the full backs. We're, we're going to go there and we're going to win 2-0, 3-0. Easy. Okay. Matt straight in an early prediction. I'll, no, try, I'll, I'll, I'll try to talk him into even more than that by the end of this. But, Grizz, just, we know where strengths, we know, we know there's very few weaknesses in us, but a lot of people are talking over the last couple of weeks, this podcast included, about just how poor United are. I think I'll have a United fan on on Friday night, um, just have doing a small preview from their side, I suppose, on the game. But, you, you know, people are saying, you know, last season, but just looking at this season, Grizz, how bad are, is this United side? And just, if you look, even from last season, how bad are this United side, Chris? <coughs> the, the, the worse than last year, and we, and, and, and loads of us took the piss out of last year. They haven't improved in any aspect. In fact, they've probably gone backwards. For, for, well, I'd say for sure, not in, you know, for sure they've gone backwards. I mean, Matt, I will agree with Matt's point, uh, about Klopp always improving against teams uh, or always learning from past experiences. Whoops, there goes my... <laughs> Shut up, stay still. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. You know, so, yeah. Hold on, Gav. You know, why, don't you just go to, why don't you go to Matt for a couple of seconds? For people listening to this tomorrow on the download, Grizz is... Um, Chris's camera fell over there and the panic in his face is unbelievable. <laughs> Ma, I'll come to you and I'll ask you the same question. Even going from last season, you know, they signed Wamba Saka, um, that they all raved about. They signed Harry Maguire for a record fee for a defender. They signed Daniel James from Swansea and it seems like they're hanging the hat on him for the season. But, you know, you don't want to be too premature in your predictions. But how bad are they? Is because every time I watch them, I just think they're open at the back. 
very little midfield and they've gone completely and utterly blunt up front. Yeah, they're terrible, aren't they, as a team? I mean, individually they've got enough players to make top four, but they're just not, they're not clicking. I don't think they've have. I don't think they've individually got players. It doesn't look like they're listening to, uh, or he has any tactics. Um, and as well as going into this, you've got Clark who's constrained on United. You've got Solskjaer firefighting left, right and centre. Uh, about talking about players out of form, dropping players, uh, all this type of stuff. And he's just, he, he's got so much on his mind at the moment when all we've got is them. And it's another uh, bonus to us. But uh, it's a terrible United team. They'll, they'll be eighth this season, seventh, eighth, hopefully, uh, unless they kick him out. I, I hope he gets a few little wins, maybe a run in the, in the Europa League just to keep him in as long as possible. Um, it, it's beautiful to see. I couldn't be happier. Yeah, like when you're looking at it, and I've said it like the back end of last week, and I'll say it this week plenty of times. I've seen loads of average Liverpool sides beat really good United sides, so that's where I can kind of understand where Grizz is coming from because you know all this, all these cliches of you know form goes out the window and it's a derby and it's this that and the other. It kind of it doesn't doesn't matter in this game. If you look back, I think the form sides usually win it, but there's always something in there. Where somebody but do you know what it is, Gav? I mean, look how many times we've gone up there, or they've come to us and sort of, they've been the top dogs, and we've always managed to pull out a performance against them. And then going back further, when we were the top dogs, they always used to manage, you know, to get performance. But I don't think their players give enough of a shit to get that bounce. I don't. Us. I don't think they believe in themselves. Like our, our Liverpool players, they were always fighters. They'd always get. It was that type of team, no matter who was in there, you always had like a Gerard or a man or something. Do you know what I mean? You always had fighters in the centre. None of them are. None of them care. No, and that's why I disagree with your point about they've got the players to get top four. I really don't think they've got a calibre of player. I mean, that, that midfield is, you know, again, we're talking about Man United and we're about to play them next week. So this podcast could come back to bite us hard in the arse. But their midfield is shambolic. If you look through it, I mean, I'm adding Pogba or Manchester Pogba. I don't give a shit. Even with with him or without him, it's an awful midfield. And comparing yeah, to that, I'm, I know we laugh at Fred, but Fred is a player. And then put him on, under a different manager and different team, and he can he can play in Premiership pretty well. Top four. Uh, I don't I don't, so. I don't know enough about Fred. Um, I don't I haven't watched enough of him basically because he hasn't I played have. a hell of a lot for for United. Like when you look at twice. Um, but. Um, but the thing is, like, when you look through, there is so much frailties in them, but I think some, one of you's hit on it there, I think, Matt, they don't seem to have the fight in them. Oh, like, I, I watched them away at West Ham, and I tell you how bad it was. I watched the game, um, I ended up having to watch it later on on Match of the Day, and there's a corner to United, and the BBC commentator starts talking about Sunday trips to his grandmother's and the dinner they used to have, and how boring it was, and he was basically, you know, comparing it to this game, that's how bad it was. Then they go 1-0 down to a poor goal and nothing comes from them. They go 2-0 down. They should be 2-0 down. Uh, actually, Maguire misses a chance where he could have maybe put United ahead or put them level. And then they just go 2-0 down and nothing again. And everything's so slow and lethargic. There's no interplay. They're looking for one piece of magic from somebody and literally giving lads the ball 50 yards out and going, here, you go and do something, you know. It's a far cry from the first day when they looked really good on the break against Chelsea, although Chelsea were very, very naive in that game. But, Matt, we, 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 
I want to go through United's team, what we think United's team will be and their lineup and, and their tactics going into this game before we go to Liverpool because I think Liverpool's is a little bit more straightforward. So, Matt, the guy is going to be in goal, but what do you, what way do you think they'll go back, back for? Because I think they will go 4-3-3. So what way can you see it going? They would probably want experience. So we put Young in there. Obviously, you've got Maguire. Um, that lot, right back. Is wan uh, he's been missing, hasn't he? Is he back? I'm not too sure. Yeah, I'm on yeah, I think he might be okay. Yeah, he didn't. Play, he he didn't. He didn't. He wasn't on the in the squad for Newcastle. But I don't know about his uh, injuries. Yeah, so yeah. I, I have a feeling Wamba Saka is back. You've asked. You've asked the worst person ever to, <laughs> to talk about another team's lineup. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but, but <laughs> the, like, the lad barely knows our lineup. <laughs> <laughs> but come here, we, if, Matt, I'll put it to you this way: if Wamba Saka is is fit. He got Wampus like it. Lindelof, yeah. Maguire, and you feel young. Shaw, I'm yeah. not too sure on. I think he might be injured, but that's the back four you think he'll go with. Grids, would you agree with that? Yeah, I think Shaw's touch and go, but that's realistically, <laughs> that's realistically their best back four at the moment. So we're talking Wampusako who's come back from an injury. Maguire, has Maguire played both games for England? Well, he will play both games for England, won't he? Mm-hmm. So Maguire, Lindelof, and then Shaw is apparently 50-50, but it wouldn't make much difference whether it's him or Ashley Young. I mean, they're as bad as each other, in my opinion. But um, Ashley Young, yeah. Ashley Young um, actually had a decent enough game last season, from what I remember. I know we take the piss out of him, and I, and I can't stand him. Like he's the biggest prick, one of the biggest pricks in football, probably. Yeah. And uh, in, in football, I'm not in football. Uh, and um, and how he's managed to stay in that squad and around that first team is just a testimony to where Man United are. He put you as might a club, be, as a team. Is he captain? He young. I, th- I think he plays, he's, he, isn't he? I think when he plays his club, I think he's club captain actually. Yeah, Matt, well that's done. That's fucking beautiful, isn't fucking, it? <laughs> I mean, he's their club captain, and that's fucking that's symbolic if you think about it. Because you know he hardly ever plays, and he's and when he does play, he's awful. And he's been playing on that left wing, or he's, sometimes he gets shunted out to the right wing. Oh, actually, they've got a youngster who's been playing really well. I'm not going to even try to pronounce his name, but it begins with T Z. Uh, oh, yeah, Twanzabi. Yeah, yeah that one. Seeing loads. Yeah, that's it. He's in your FBO team, yeah? Uh, he's the one, he's the one who's, um, the bright spark, actually. I mean, you know, people talk about Van Bissaka, but I don't think he's been, you know, nothing, uh, nothing special. But this kid's good. So he may keep his place in the team. But yeah, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's a pretty. It's hard uh, to stuff. That's how embarrassing it is, isn't it? It's pretty, it's pretty bad. It's pretty, there's no consistency in their back four. As we're discussing, we don't even know their strongest. I doubt if they know their strongest at this stage. And, you know, any team that doesn't know their strongest back four, uh, I think it's a bad indictment on them. I think they do. Also, no, no, I last think... season, they, uh, they, they went after Trent a lot. And I don't think he's got that frailty in his game anymore. So that tactic of theirs is out the window, I think. Well, you see, that the car left full because, you know, you know Salah's going to play up there and we'll get to the Liverpool team later, but what happens is Young is quite aggressive, he's quite physical for a guy yeah. that started out as a left winger. Well, he, he tries is. to be, yeah. Well, he is. Um, and Shaw can be, he can be quite good going forward, Shaw. He's, he's a good footballer. 
you know, the fitness and different things and side issue. He's actually a good footballer when you look at him play. But positionally, I don't think he's great and I think he could be opened up down that side. But I think they do know the best back four and I think it is Wan-Bissaka, Lindelof, Maguire, Shaw. I think that is the best best back four. There is a the case for that that guy, Twanzaby. Um, he played really well in the League Cup game where he went through on penalties. He's, he's, he's kind of got these reviews when he's played for them. Um, but in midfield for them, Matt, um, there's talk that Pogba has fractured his toe. Uh, he won't be out. He, he won't be in the game. He's out. It could be three or four weeks. I don't believe that. I'm going to say that right now. Um, I have a feeling that Pogba will turn up fit next Sunday. Uh, but I think they will go on three in midfield. Matt, if I gave you a midfield of McTominay, Matic, Pogba, would you disagree with that? Can you see anything yeah. different? Yeah, it would be Fred. You think you'd go with Fred instead of? Yeah, Fred in the centre, McTominay and Pogba, if Pogba's playing. If not, it'll be um, maybe Matic. James. No, it'd be Matic, Matt. Fuck off, James. James maybe James. <laughs> David James. <laughs> David James. <laughs> Matt's on the cans. Uh, but you go. Chris, Chris, why Matt, um, why Matt looks up uh, Manchester United's <laughs> squad list and picks another name from the top <laughs> of his head. Um, would you, do you, first of all, do you think Pogba makes it? Or do you think that's just all, you know, mind games or that they could be trying? Well, I see, the thing is, yeah, I don't get what kind of mind games that could possibly be. Because I really don't see, don't see it making much difference to them, the way they're playing, or to us, how we would set up, I think. I'll tell you the difference um, it makes. Go on. I think the difference it makes is that Pogba is probably <clears throat> the only player they have in midfield that can turn on a ball deep in his own half and set a player away with a stunning fucking pass. I think that's the difference it makes. I don't. Th- I, I can't agree with Grizzly. I don't think it changes anything we do. Oh no, I don't so, think it changes anything we do. But so just it's, a, it's a pointless point. mind game if, if they try it. Yeah. But the, the talk is he, he's, he's, he's fractured a toe or something like that four weeks, but. We'll have to wait and see. Grace, that holds no fear for you, does it? Whether it's Pogba, McTominay, Matic, Fred. I, I, hear what say, I hear what you're saying. You know, when you, we were talking about, you know, the way they're playing, and, or was it Matt saying something about they're looking for something to happen, something different to happen? Mm. And I suppose Pogba is that X factor in that team where he could just put one in the top corner from 30 yards out. You know, very rarely does it happen these days, but he can do it. We've seen him do it before. So I suppose from that angle, yes, Pogba would be an X factor. But if he's struggling and he's 50-50 in terms of fitness and he's coming up against probably the fittest midfield in the world, the most high energy, high pressing, you know, I'd welcome that. I don't think it's an issue. Um, If Fred plays, I think he's an awful player. I don't agree with uh, anyone who says... Fred's a premiership player or a top four or six premiership midfielder. I, I don't, I just don't agree with that. He's awful. Um, I've been impressed with McTominay and I have been impressed with him not only this season, but last season as well. I mean, you know, in a sinking ship, you know, he was the shining light. He's you know, impressive. He's, a, he's impressive in the way that he tries more than anyone else in yeah. the team. I think that's what you're looking at, Chris. I don't think it's. He's young. He's energetic. He's not, he's not the worst on the ball. He's not got much creativity to him, but you know. He's another Darren Fletcher. Yeah, I mean, that's not a bad, bad no, shout. That's, no, it's that's not. not a bad shout. Yeah, good shout. Thanks. Uh, 
is is another Darren Fletcher, but he's more physical than Darren Fletcher. The guy's an actual fucking giant, you know, f- for his size as well. So he's the only kind of shining light in their midfield, which is which is again, you know, a poor indictment of where their club is. When you're talking about is nineteen or something, Matt or Gaff? So I mean, you know, as a nineteen year old to be the shining light, like sort of we'll go on to James who's an attacker, but Matt's going playing in central midfield holding. Um you know, to be <laughs> to Mind be games. The, Mind games. <laughs> Mind games. To be the shining light of a club like Man United again, you know, it is fucking poor, isn't it? But um Pogba's mind games or whether it's mind games or not, I don't think it affects us. Okay. Um I think it will a little bit if Pogba's on the pitch. I think it will make a difference as to who we pick. Um we'll get to that later. Matt, the front three for United. Uh, talk is Martial is back fit. Rashford is fit. Daniel James looks like he's a shoe-in uh, to play. Simply because he's, he's in midfield. Being, well, if he doesn't play and hold the midfield, it looks like he will play up front. Anybody watching this on YouTube after this um, will realise that you, if you have epilepsy, don't watch because Grizz has gone absolutely rash out with the camera. Um, you need one of them, uh, them uh, warnings at the beginning. I know, yeah. yeah. Flashing lights. Yeah, absolute mongo alert. Um, <laughs> but the up, front, up, up, flutes, oh, up front, you're looking at, Matt, you're looking at options there of uh, D- Daniel James, Marcus Rashford, Jesse Lingard, uh, Anthony Martial probably Matt if they want to play someone in behind or off the right and Mason Greenwood I think is this guy that keeps coming on for them but looking at it all fitting already I think he may go James James Rashford uh, Martial Matt if that lines up on Sunday against you what are you thinking? You're rubbing your hands together aren't you? Um, it'll be one of the easiest attacks that Van Dyke's come up against this season Do you think so? Yeah It's, uh, it's pretty shit for for what Man United are, the whole teams, you, you go through what we've done here, you've gone through it, and it's just it's just terrible. Uh, it poses no threat, and that's why Grizz is an idiot for declaring a, a draw, and he's just taking the the coward's way out because he's not afraid to put his uh, he's not afraid to put it on the line. Um, so uh, as I said, we're getting two 0 They're not scoring against Van Dijk, Matip, uh, Robertson, and Allison. Allison will play. Mm. Okay, Grizz, if, if a front, uh, I, I, I'll put the front three of, of, of James off the right, Martial off the left, Rashford up front. I'll put that one to you. Is, is that how you think they'll line up or do you see any difference? And same question again, what sort of threat do you think they'll pose? Um, Martial, will he be rushed back into a game like this? Probably. I have a feeling, I have a feeling you might Probably. go with Lingard simply because even I though Lingard. I think Lingard's injured, isn't he? Well, even though he's an up and coming star at twenty fucking seven, um, I think his I think his experience in games like this may get. Do you know? Do you know? It's 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 mad because Matt has got Matt hasn't performed ever for the last god knows how long, but but when he plays against us, against he often us. yeah he plays he, he plays well against us. So the thing is. I've got an inkling Mata might come into their team somewhere. The thing with Mata is, is Chris, the thing with Mata is, when he did play well against us, they What's really, the matter with Mata? They had a really solid two in midfield that he could <laughs> rely on and then let him go forward and, and kind of drift into spaces. If you let Mata drift off into spaces and leave 
two in midfield of McTominay and, and Matic or, or Fred or whoever it is, I think they get absolutely annihilated. But look, we've gone through the United side, what we think it might be. There might be a few different changes in there, maybe Pogba, something at left back, maybe a different <coughs> change up front. They, they haven't got massive options. But what I can make from the three of us is that we're extremely comfortable in whatever way they line up. Well, they're definitely, what we do know is they're definitely going to play, um, young James on the left and he'll be up against Trent. And as Matt says, Trent has, you can see the, <coughs> the increased confidence as well and, and just the aura around him. Trent's no longer plays like a child or a kid. Who's still learning the trade. I mean, he is learning the trade professionally in terms of he's still learning. You never stop learning as a player, but you can see the maturity in his performances. Well, I can definitely. And I don't think, I don't think he'll be overruled. In fact, I think James, you know, may think, well, I'm playing probably against, you know, playing up against probably one of the best attacking right backs, you know, in Europe. And, you know, I've got to keep an eye on him going forward as well. That's the issue. So I think De- I think David James, the speedy winger, um, I think I think do, he's do sometimes I think, plays hold the midfield, hold the midfield on Matt's on Matt's FIFA. But um, I think I think Martial, I think through desperation they will bring him back in, and probably go through the middle, and then you'll have Rashford coming in off the right. So I mean I think that's the most likely they will go for as well. Yeah. But we're all we're all. Pretty comfortable, no matter what option they use, aren't we? Like Matt, pretty much, that's the thing. Yeah, Matt, there's, there's no, there's nowhere where you go. Oh, if they do this now, this could get, this could get messy. There's nothing there that's that's worrying you at all, is there? No, not at all. <clears throat> not this team. Not this club. Liverpool team. It, it, it runs through this. It runs through United. The atmosphere might be a bit spiky. We we get sixty five percent possession in the first ten minutes and just shut them up. Uh, and then we just turn the screw, do what we, we've been doing, and, and then we, we walk off scraps like we win three 0 But lads, do you know what? It's you know, to, like... it's gone right. It's gone from Matt's. Like we're recording twenty four minutes now, and Matt's gone from. I think we do one or two. That's two nil. I think we win three 0 If we if we get to the hour, I'm convincing myself. If you after eight, every if you, sip, it goes up. After every sip, if you ate one by the time I finish. <laughs> but, but you know, but you and know, the Matt, one is only because he spilled some of his beer. That's all. <laughs> but you know, do you know, Matt in, uh, talked about the atmosphere being a bit spiky. Mm. I don't think he'll be as as ferocious and as hostile as it was last yeah, year. Yeah, I think I might be a little bit fearful from them. Different, I, yeah, yeah, because last year they were. Uh, I think we did t- touch on it. That last year they were coming off a bit of a run, weren't they, Gav? But a slight bit of form. They, they still yeah. had that. They weren't great. Let, let me. It was a great chance for us to go there and win. They weren't great. But you see, I think if we'd have went there and Mourinho was still in charge, I think it would have suited us a lot better. Excuse me. Um, <clears throat> I think it would have suited us a lot better. But just a new experience for Solskjaer being manager there, Liverpool coming coming to town. I think it just got them up a little bit. But now, when I look at it. I think Solskjaer goes in absolutely shitting himself, for one. Um, I think he doesn't know a way to, he doesn't, listen, he doesn't know a way we're going to play. We've, we've come out at times, Grizz, and you've seen it. We've gone 4-4-2 at times. We've gone 4-3-3. We've gone, we've gone times where we just sit too deep and we, we play a 4-2-3-1. We can shift this team around so many well, ways. Well, do you know something, guys? Great point by you there. Do you know last the week's one. change? Do you know last week's change in formation, Gav, that he's put in, obviously he's put in for Leicester, whatever, but I think that's put a little doubt in other coaches' mind with playing sort of Salah through the middle 
and then two number tens in yeah. Bobby and, and 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 Mane. Yeah, you know, it's just a different. Um, it's just a different way of playing for us, different weapon. I think. Uh, I think the way home for us to, on Sunday is <clears> definitely <throat> making this pitch as big as it can be, and it's a big pitch. You know, I think the way home for us is making this big. Like Are we Matt good said. on big pitches, Matt? Well, like, well, like, well, like, we're not great on big pitches. Um, I'll get the ruler out. I'll check the dimensions of the pitch, and then it'll give us a. I can get you a percentage chance on on victory. Um, that's being Please widely proven. Um, but making this pitch, which is already big, making it as big as we can. And like Matt said, getting hold of the ball and holding it there, even even just holding it for twenty minutes, and just playing them and playing them and playing them. And listen, t- players get tired, you know, if they're running around chasing ball. And if you make that pitch that big, you know, it, it goes back to game management, whereas we kind of go for people's throats. Whereas I find when Liverpool play, if we pass and pass and pass, make a pitch big, openings become available. One because we're really good, and two because the players we have are so fast and so instinctive in what they do around the box that they can open teams up at will at times. So I, I fully agree with Matt. You, you go and you control these for the first twenty, and it kills the crowd and they're walking off scraps. We'll have to wait and see, but we are the three of us seem very comfortable regardless of what options they come up with and where they might try penetrate. Everyone's looking at Trent and down that right hand side, but you have to wait. He thinks we're drawing. Yeah, well, we'll get to that. I think he might change his mind before we're finished. Um, but you know, Trent, Trent going the other way. Trent is one of our five attackers. Always remember that, right? Always remember it, especially when you're looking at what our midfielders do. Always remember Trent is one of our five attackers. Matt, you you mentioned something earlier going on to Liverpool now. Um, Allison, fit, ready. You expect you fully 100% expecting to start this Sunday. Yeah, I called it when he got his injury back for the United game. Yeah, you did. <coughs> Chris didn't. No. Did. No, no he plays. He's back. He's had his uh, few weeks off. This international break actually came at a really good time for us. Mm, um, I agree. For once. And, and yeah, we're we're full full squad again now. Chris, I have a feeling he doesn't start. Would you disagree? I disagree, yeah. I think I think as well as... Adrian has done and he has surprised me. Um, I wasn't always comfortable with him at the start, but I guess it was natural, you know, totally out of the blue, you know, playing at such a high level. I think he surpassed everyone's expectations and credit to Adrian for fitting in so well. But I think the main man comes back. The main man, um, the main man just he just oozes calmness, doesn't he? And and he brings that sort of aura to the rest of the to the team as well. And everyone just kind of just relaxes and concentrates on their own game, as opposed to thinking about back passes and when to and when not to. You know, as the case was with Adrian. You know, let's admit it. Um, now they can play totally play their natural game. Um, I think he, I think he comes back to the team personally as well. I agree with Matt. Um, and rightly so, in my opinion, as well. We, we've got, I mean, as well as Adrian's done, sentiments go out the window. We've got a league title to win here. And, um, you know, Alisson is, is one of the top, top keepers in the world. So you bring him back. You know, you know what? I, I, I just have a feeling Adrian might start. I know, <clears throat> I take Matt's point. The, the international break's coming at a great time for us. He was back in full training, I think, before the international break. He'd have two weeks under him. But I don't know. Can a keeper get? Can a, can a keeper get? 
can a keeper get um, back to full fitness and full sharpness two weeks without an actual, an actual game? I'm not too sure. But like we said about United, we're comfortable in what they what we feel the options they have and the way they may approach the game. I'm comfortable whether no matter what goalkeeper starts. That's being yeah, but Gav, that's being me. Yeah, go on, Chris. you're always gonna yeah, but you're always gonna have the Alison So are you gonna say for the next game? Oh, I don't know. Can we bring him back after such a long layoff? You know, you've got to bring yeah, him that's, back. That's a, fair, that's a fair point. Yeah, that is a fair point. <coughs> I just, I just think, like, let's be honest about it, Chris. If that was a, if that was a central defender going into this game, you probably, and I think the majority of people say mm, it's probably not the right game to bring him back. He hasn't really played, but we're playing. You know, I know we play Spurs next, but if we were playing, I don't know, fucking. Name a team, you know, Sheffield, you know, Watford at home next week. You'd be going, that's the game to put him back in because we'd be on top. We'd be, it's a, it's a foregone conclusion, you know, that kind of way. But we're look, no, we're not. So, so, so you just got to throw him in. Right. Well, if you throw him in, we throw him in. I just, I, I haven't seen many massive updates on his fitness and whether he's a hundred percent now or it may, come out, it may come out during the week, but, but Matt, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll stick with you on your word when you say he's back. If Allison's back in goal, it's just another massive, massive thing for us to have on our team. Um, so I'll tell you what, how we compare it, Gav. Do you know you said, is this a centre back? Mm. Uh, do we, do we, do we all agree, and I'm sure we do, Allison is our Virgil van Dijk equivalent, right? So would, do we bring back uh, 80, 90% Virgil van Dijk? In a game like this, we do. And, you know, Alisson... Poor, more... poor, 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 The drop-off from Alisson to Adrian is not as big as the drop-off from Van Dijk to Lovren. Fair to point. Lovren, maybe, no. But to Matt, <coughs> the current form... Well, Matt, Matt, know, Matt will, will play, play anyway. That's, he's not as replaced. Yeah, Matt is playing. Matt is not the replacement. You know, okay. you're looking at Lovren or Gomez because Matt is his partner. You can't say no, oh, the drop off to Matip isn't, isn't that big because it's, it doesn't make a fucking difference. He's the man playing beside him anyway. <laughs> yeah, but Gomez, Gomez yeah, but that is doesn't suit his point. No, it does. I'll I tell you how I can switch it because you've got to remember I'm comparing it to an informed agent, yeah? It's grand. I'll, cut so you, I, I'll cut your last point there. It's grand. Come on. No, 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 no it's not. Listen, <laughs> I'm only messing I'm comparing him to a, I'm, I'm, We're comparing Alison coming back mm. to an informed Adrian, yeah? Mm-hmm. So therefore, we have to, to be fair, have to compare uh, a Virgil van Dijk coming back and partnering an inform Lovren and a Gomez. No, it would be Lovren and a Matter. Either. Yeah. It's well, not either. It's Lovren. I still I still don't think Chris. left side of centre back is Lovren. I still right. don't. So the point, so, so Matt, you've just helped my point in the fact that you bring back Virgil and you bring back Alisson as a result. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm sticking. I'm saying no, he, that's right. He's always stuck with that point. I'm just making the point that if it was a centre half, and I know where you're coming with the Van Dyke thing, in fairness, we're slagging here, but I know where you're coming from. If Van Dyke's at 80, 90%, you bring him back because he's just fucking yeah. ridiculous. You know what I mean? Um, it's a fair point. I just, I don't know. I'd love to see an update on Alison Jordan the week. Um, and I'll give you an update tomorrow. Okay. I'll just give you an update. Well, Matt has given me the update, yeah. and so I'm going to go with him. So we're going Alison in goal. Fucking hell, yeah. that was a long way around just saying who's in goal. Back four, um, Matt, Trent, Matip, I'm presuming, is back. I haven't looked up. I don't follow injury updates and stuff. Um, so we're going to go Trent, Matip, Van Dijk, Robertson. There's no arguments there at all, Matt. Is there, or, or any doubt that it's going to be that? Well, that's yeah. it. You're happy with That's that? 
Okay. Yeah, I mean, Matip, Matip again, it would be Matip would be the only concern fitness-wise. And sort of, you know, you'd say, oh, Lovren didn't put a foot wrong. Does he stay in there? But no, Matip was in absolute colossal form before his injury. And if Matip's fit, then rightly so, he comes back into the team as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know where you're coming from, Grace, but the difference is Matip had a knock. He wasn't, he wasn't like, he wasn't yeah. three months out, you know what I mean? Uh, a knock, for a period, yeah. A knock and he but didn't Matt, risk him. But, but Matip's physique is such, and uh, I know in it because I've got similar physique. Paul scientist, right. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Similar physique. Yeah, just so, the same colour as him, that's it. You're going to talk about compound uh, stress fractures now. You'd be better off anyway, talking about compound interest now than focus compound fractures. Anyway, we can, we'll go on. No, 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 we'll go on, we'll go on. Go on. No, 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 I need to, I I need need to know just, how you're going to compare. No, I was just buzzing off you guys when I was joking. No, no, no I think what you... I compared his physique to mine, you fucking fucktards, because I'm buzzing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but, 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 but on a serious one, right? Yeah. Apparently, obviously, you know, I'm not, I'm not a sports scientist, right? But, but, but <laughs> could you imagine Grace going into Leighton Orient going, I'm a sports scientist? <laughs> but, but, but Matip has known to sort of recover from injuries, uh, <laughs> s- slower than others and sort of as a result of physique. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. But yeah. But he'll be fine if he's fit. He's fit, and he gets back into the team. So That's you're not point. you're not a sports scientist, but you're telling me how he's going to recover. I love this. Um, but now look, the back four. That's the back four. Uh, the midfield is interesting, Matt. Um, you know, you, you're going to presume Fabinho plays. Did Fabinho <clears throat> go away, Brazil? Yeah, right. But he's only played. He's only played ten minutes of both games coming up. But it's in Singapore, though, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah, but the good thing about Singapore <clears throat> is that they're, they're ahead of time of us, so they come back a bit earlier than if, if it was in, you know, Brazil or South America. He did, did he? I don't think he played at all in the game against Senegal. No, sorry, he didn't come in. He didn't come on against Senegal, but against um, Nigeria today, he played the last ten minutes. Okay, so he's played ten minutes of football. Firmino is just Firmino, so I'm not. <clears throat> no, we we get onto that later. So Matt. Um, I'm going to give you a midfield of, and I might surprise you, I'm going to give you Fabinho, Keita, Henderson. And the reason for that is that when Aldum's off, literally carrying the Dutch on his back, on his own. Uh, <coughs> I think the Dutch may have a, would they have a friendly in, in midweek? They might have another game in midweek, I'm not sure, because they played He's their back second on game. Thursday. He's back this Thursday, so they, they would have played on the went Tuesday or Wednesday, is that right? Um, yeah. But can you or can you see a map being, being Fabinho and Aldum Henderson the usual? Yeah, I, I mean Genie <clears throat> at the start of the season, um, he's had a full pre-season. He didn't didn't play too much in the World Cup. Um, yeah, he's fine. Fabinho, Genie will come in. He, he hasn't got. He's not tired. He's fine. Okay, and he told you this, did he? Yeah, he's, he, well, I'm a sports scientist. All oh, right. Uh, if, you, if you look at his physique, he's yeah. the type of player that can play Wednesday, Sunday, not an issue. Yeah, and you know when Matip was injured, and you're being <coughs> yeah. a sports scientist, did you say to Matip, listen, Grizz is extremely similar to the you, and he's <laughs> often being sick on a Friday, but he's in work on a Monday, so cop yourself on. Have you have you said this to Matip? He says he's fine, he'll, he'll, get, he'll crack on. Okay, cool. Well, there you go, Grizz. Same physique, same um, walking mentality. You know, get up and go attitude. Um, I, I, I want to ask you something later, Grizz, about the... Um, the, the car accident you were in yesterday uh, but uh, I'll, t- I'll talk to you in a minute about that um, Chris are you, are you going are you going Fabinho 
Wijnaldum Henderson as well, or have you any changes in mind? Yeah, I mean, Henderson was dropped from our, or arrested, or were rotated, whatever, from our last league game. Um, I probably, with a view to this game, uh, Klopp probably knew that he's going to start both England games, and therefore sort of gave him a break in that Leicester game. So I'm assuming Hendo starts as captain, and then Fabinho, as, as we've said, hasn't played much. Even though, look, I'm a massive Fabinho fan. Don't forget Milner, but, actually, in all this. Well, no, I'm not forgetting Milner at all. Milner, Milner was probably, well, we've discussed it already in the previous pod, but Milner was my, probably one of my closest, uh, nominees, nominees for Man of the Match. <laughs> Mates, did you say? Red. Yeah. No, that's Nabi. Uh, that's my name, Nabi. But the point oh, being yeah. is, Barbecue. the point being, the point being is, um, <laughs> Fabinho, Gav, and Matt. I don't know what you guys' uh, opinions are, but he's been immense. But for for the last ten minutes, in a couple of games, for the last ten minutes, he seemed to have tired. Not down to him. Okay, go on. I don't blame him at all. Give it context. I think if he's you look, I, th- I forty square. Yes, yeah, I, 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 I think I think if you look at the game, like um, you know, the Leicester goal. Mm. All right, and then you have, and then yeah, and then if you go back to the back to the Chelsea goal, what's happening with him is players may go by him, they may do, and he may be a bit tired. But you have to, people keep forgetting this. When Aldam and Henderson, as much as they're central midfielders, are there Mm. to cover right and left, it's that's what they're there for. When I go and watch Liverpool, I see this all the fucking time. And if you watch it, well, the, the match is being played and the opposition have it, whether it's out on the left or out on the right, you can guarantee when Aldam and Henderson are nowhere near the middle of the fucking park. You know what I mean? They're out on the left yeah. and they're going for it. Do you know that kind of way? So, I don't know. Like, I don't think you can blame Fabinho. He may have got tired, but I don't think it's down to his natural fitness that he's getting tired. I think he can just be overworked. And again, we just don't manage the game, right? Okay, that's fair enough, but then, you know, there is an issue there then. Whether it's Fabinho's fault, or he's covering too much ground, or there's too much space in midfield, mm-hmm. we do need to address that issue then. Oh, it's very it easily costs... addressed. Go on, give you a chance to give more context. It's very easily addressed in the way that if you're needing to manage a game and you need to protect Fabinho just a little bit, all you do is tell Manny and Salah, listen... Stop cheating the position you're in. Matt Salah in, in particular. Come back a little bit. Let us drop Henderson a little bit more central. You just look after the wing for a little bit until we can gather what we need to do. And we're, we're fine. But the problem we have... on the game as well. Yeah, exactly. We've but the, but the had to go for the winner on a couple of occasions. We lately. have. So we have. he's that, going to be exposed more because they're getting forward. Yeah, but that's it mad is, football. That's just natural. But if you if you look at the, the Red Bull Salisbury <laughs> game for Agnes, like, we're 3-1 up at half time. We should have been coasting. We should have come out and took that ball and played and played and played and played and played until the heart went there with them. And then you probably could have picked them off for 4 or 5. We didn't. We kept going and going and going like absolute madmen. Fabinho's left mm. in the middle of the park exposed. And the simple thing is, you just say to Salah, drop 20 yards for 10 minutes. For 10 minutes just dropped. The thing is, yeah, the only, and I'm not being a sort of, I'm not overanalyzing, but I'm just, I'm just going to give you my opinion from what I saw. It is slightly worrying because the Leicester, the Salzburg and the Chelsea games, all three games where we're, where we're playing really well and control of the game, we lose control of all three games for a patch of about 15, and it's only 15, 20 minutes, but we do lose control for that 15, 20 minutes. Alison sorts that. Alison sorts that. I don't see how Alison sorts that. Guy. He just tells us to stop him. the goal. 
I think, I think, you know, is it, is it this sort of, as you're talking about Salah, you know, has to do more defensively or do we just let him roam up there? Because he played a different role, uh, against, uh, Leicester as to what he does, you know, and, and sort of Mane was covering far more. Did we notice how many yeah, but tackles do you know Mane what, Grace, made? Do you know what, Grace, you, you talked earlier about Salah and I know we're going well off the point here of the team we're picking, but you talked there about Salah and, you know, does he have to do this? And you talked about him going up front and through the middle and stuff. Why don't we, all I'm asking for, and listen, I'm not slating this team, I think they're a fucking phenomenal team, and listen, you can have games like Salzburg, and, and the Leicester one we are extremely unlucky in my opinion, Chelsea we should have been out of sight before they got back into it, but all I'm, all I'm saying is, if we can look at a game after 55, 60 minutes, where we're 3-1 up, or 2-1 up, or 3-0 up, whatever it is, um, all you have to say is, do you know what, Mane, just come over to the right here for a minute, Firmino, just drop left, Sally, you go on and stay up there if you want to stay up there. Right, but these two boys are just going to drop twenty yards. They're going to make it compact. They're going to give Fabinho a breather by allowing Henderson and Allen to get closer to him. And then after that ten minutes, when the other team blow the load, we can just take it on again, move yous back up front, and tear them apart. That's all I'm saying. It's 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 not me calling for fucking massive change. It's just a ten minute segment in a game where we can still control the game, just a slight bit deeper and a little bit more conservative. And it takes the heart out of other teams at the same time. Fair enough. Well said. <laughs> Thanks. Um, yeah. So the midfield three, we're, we're going with the normal three. I have a feeling Kate might get a look in there. Up front, lads, the, the front three, normal as, yeah? Ma? Yeah. Yeah, normal as. Great. Well, yeah, if we're, going, if we're going with that midfield, then the front three stay the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's a mad well, shout. we can go with that midfield? It's a mad shout about Gav and wanting to... Or, is it wanting or are you thinking... I'm th- I'm thinking I'm thinking looking at I don't think Fabinho is a concern I think he finishes up with Brazil early enough and he'll be back um, but just looking at Wijnaldum and Henderson now Milner don't forget him in there he could come in but I think against United midfield where you'd look to be a little nah, I think, I think the extra line. day helps I think may, the fact that we're do. playing Sunday afternoon is just brilliant yeah, for it us may, it may do but I just have a little inkling on Kate that's all but do you, but do you as, if you do you want Kate to start though um, as, a, as if it was to you if it was up to you no if it was me I, I would no. like I, I definitely like Fabinho there I definitely like Wijnaldum there because um, one I think Wijnaldum is brilliant to hold holding onto the ball moving us up the pitch when he needs to in this game, and, if, and, in this game, and yeah. if Pogba plays he'd hound Pogba he won't give him a mm. minute Um the Henderson one, not too bothered over. I think he's brilliantly, def- I think he's brilliant defensively for us. Although, what are the people that tell you on Twitter? Because they're off their fucking rocker, to be perfectly honest with you. I think he's de- brilliant defensively for us. And because we think United might go down that side, he might be, it might be very, very, you know, obvious to go and use Henderson there. But I just think Kate, if we're going to take one of them out because of what they've done in the international break, I think Kate might get a sniff or a start. That's all. Are you, Matt? Would you would you think of Ox or Cater? As long as Fabio and Genie are there, I'm mm-hmm. happy for any of them three to come in. Yeah, as the link between midfield and attack, I'm I'm cool with any. I mean, there's no doubt Ox and Cater have to get some form of game time now. I'm not talking about the Rumbleos yeah. Cup. I'm talking about <clears throat> in actual league games now. The Rumbleos you know, Cup. They've got they've got they've got. You know, they've got to make their presence felt now in terms of letting the, the other two rotate. So, I, but I just don't think this is the... I know we just, we've just cussed down United, but I don't think this is the game to, to experiment. 
Okay. I think I think in a game where we control it a bit more, I think Keita will be the show. I think mm. in a game where we could be where Klopp might sit back and look to hit them on the break. If and this is only if he doesn't go with Aldemar or Henderson, one of them. I think Milner might be might be a good show. And I think if it's a game where later on where we're looking to you know, hold what we have but hit them. I think Oxley Chamberlain is a great option. So there's three different options there for three different scenarios. I, but all being said, I, I think he will go with his normal three midfield and his normal three up front as normal. Ma, um, where do we, where do we hurt these on Sunday? Because I, I agree with you. I don't think. Old Trafford. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't see us, I don't see us being overly hurt by this. I think if they do score, it'll be on a break or it could be a fucking dodgy goal or, you know, a mistake by us, whatever it is. But where do we hurt these, Matt? Where does it, you know, we know the quality we have, but where do you think straight away we need to get at them right there and in this way? Just get at the defence. It's terrible. <clears throat> get at the defence. Just, just don't do anything we haven't, we haven't been doing all season. We, we control the game, we switch it from right to left, we get the full-backs in behind, and, and we punish them. We'll hit them on, we're, I mean, we're an unbelievable side for set-pieces, so when we get the corners and the, the free kicks in, in around the area, we're going to get a goal from there. I, I say we're getting three from open play and one from set-piece. Four now, oh, 4-0. Okay, yeah, we're, we're going, lads. And we've about 11, 12 minutes left, so this could be anything by the time we're finished. Um, I think Matt's been watching too much of the rugby or the, uh, or the NFL. He's just, it's seven points every time he scores, isn't it? Um, but. <laughs> uh, it's the 49ers, is 7-0, by the way. Already the 49ers. Matt's new LFT, LF, NFL love is the, um, is the San Francisco 49ers, isn't it? Yeah, go Niners. Go Niners. <laughs> right. Um, but Chris, where do you think we hurt them? Uh, do you think as uh, is it as simple as Matt says? We we just get at them. We we just really high tempo dominate them and then look to just play around our box and and, and open them. Yeah, up. I I've got a, I've got a feeling that we may play in a similar formation that we played against Leicester mm-hmm. for the fact that their core, their spine of their team is really slow and cumbersome. So you're looking at Lindelof. Lindelof, Maguire, and let's say Matic or Fred, who's playing James. as a GM, <clears throat> or David James. I think, you know, we may want to get away from Mane going one against one with Juan Bissaka, who's pretty good one on one defensively. I think, Mane, I think if, they, if they let Mane go one on one with Juan Bissaka, Mane tears him a fucking part. Oh well, fair enough. That's 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 a no, fair opinion. Think is a good defender. I think Bissak is a good defender one on one. Yeah, mm. but I I just think I just think if Mane and Bobby get to to play closer to to Salah, uh, very similar to basically the way we played against Leicester, I think we could really cause them damage because Maguire and Lindelof are big, massive lumps and and gone, Matt pot kettle. Uh, but yeah, so they they could cause them guys a lot of damage uh, with intricate one twos around the edge of the area. I don't think Ole's the again. I don't think Ole's in the class of Jose in terms of blocking up that middle. I don't think he's got the tactical nows to do that. So mm-hmm. do you remember when 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 United came to us and, he, and and Jose in that first half totally blocked up the middle? I don't think Ole's got the nows to do that. So therefore, I think we could have hurt them through the middle as opposed to out wide. 
uh, that's just a hunch I've got, and that's I think we we probably get good joy, and then sort of let Ginny and sort of Henderson sort of just you know support the the front three as they've been doing. Um, will we be brave with our fullbacks as we always are, as we yeah. usually are? This is the this is what I'm looking forward to. Um, if Klopp allows them to be as brave as we always are against any op- any other opposition, because I genuinely think he froze, including the team and him froze, because he played Milner at right back, didn't he? he dropped um, Trent last mm-hmm. season. But if he lets them have a free reign and, and let them play their natural game, then we could cause havoc. If he plays a more pragmatic approach, I don't think that will be, you know, the way to play this Man United team. Yeah, absolutely fair point. I think the biggest thing on Sunday, and it may sound trivial, I think if Salah is allowed to play on the half turn, I think United are in serious, serious trouble. What I noticed against United last season, um, especially at Old Trafford, was they didn't let Salah turn. They made him play with his back to goal for the vast majority of the game. And Salah didn't cop it. Salah should have came a bit deeper on the half turn and took it. Or he should have just spun and went in behind. He didn't. He spent an awful lot of time, you know, literally with the defender right behind him. And they were able to snap in, let him take a touch and then snap in on top of him. I think if he plays on the half turn, I think you know you're in massive trouble. I think Henderson and Wijnaldum are huge because they will protect fullbacks. You know, and I don't mean in we're going to be defensively, yeah, or defensive in the way we approach it, but the way they can say to, to Trent and Robertson, you go, you go and make that man, and let those two lads are are predominantly out wide, getting closer to Firmino, like you said, Chris. Uh, Fabino will be huge at just breaking things up. Van Dijk and Matip will look after whatever they need to look after. They have to be careful of little things down the side. That's what I think the biggest issue will be. I don't think it'll be early. Um, I don't think it'd be intricate. I think it will be just down the channels and probably walk from there. For me, I mean, I, I just don't think. I just don't think they've got. I just don't think they've got the confidence to play through us. No, I don't think they, so either. Not that they are a footballing team. And then you know the outlet will be mainly Rashford running into the channels, which yeah, but you, see, you know, ho- hopefully Klopp has has sort of rectified and mastered because a couple of teams have had. Um, success with with making runs into the area of Trent. Yeah, but you're saying that, but then, you know, you look at Leicester last week and you would have thought they were a model for it and they never got anywhere near it. Nowhere fucking close to it. You know, um, Liverpool will just have to deal with that as it comes, you know. I don't think they will play through us, but you know you'd have to be very, very careful here. If they come out all guns blazing and, you know, trying to impress the crowd and try to get up early and try to catch Liverpool on the hop, they could be in serious trouble. But if they come out ultra-defensively, the crowd will get on their back extremely fucking quickly. So they have to be careful that way. You know that kind of way? So, yeah. uh, United's approach, it could have a bearing on what happens. Because I think two too gung-ho or too defensively they're in trouble they might like a game where it's con- congested in the middle of the park but that means that there's room in behind so I I just think it's made for Liverpool I know where you're coming from Graves from the outset you said I'm just not sure because it is Manchester United away because they're the biggest rivals in the league forget Everton and anyone else so I know where you're coming from on that but I just feel that even forgetting last season because you do forget it I just think going there we we have to walk into Old Trafford on Sunday going, we are the fucking dog's bollocks and we're about to show you why. You know what I mean? So, mm. but, Matt, um, you've had 
one and a half more sips of beer since um, I spoke to you last. Um, <coughs> give me a prediction, Matt. And uh, be a serious prediction, Matt. Just don't say five because you said four a minute ago. <laughs> <coughs> they don't. They don't score. We score multiple. Two, three, four, nil, something like that. Okay. But if it's two nil, it's a battering, and we just didn't get the, the rub of the green. Okay. We'll, we'll get enough XG for four nil. Enough XG, and that gets you extra points now, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, you get okay. bonus points. So we could be on what twenty-eight points at the end of the season, at the end of the, the, the weekend. Twenty-eight uh, point zero 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 zero, just like the Niners. Yeah. Okay. Go Niners. Grizz, you predicted a draw at the very outset. You have done all week. Um, have we this discussion done anything to change your mind? Uh, you have. Okay. Uh, Matt Stanfuckle. Uh, Listen, you, Matt, you, Matt, you, Matt, you... Matt said. Matt said Daniel James holding midfield and that's got to go straight in for three or four nil. Yeah, if that's the case. Um, you've uh, you've made some very good points and I'm gonna I'm gonna still stick with one all, but um, you've got a whole week to convince me yet, so we'll we'll see how the week progresses. Um, if we manage to beat these and we manage to beat this comfortably Tell you what, that's that's some marker for us. That's that's that's. I'm telling you, that's a statement and a half from us. I don't think it is anymore. Because no, I tell you why. Because of the fact that we've frozen there in the last couple of years, and we've been the better team for the last couple of, for the last four or five seasons, we've been better than them. Yet we still haven't beaten them uh, at their ground. So for that very reason, I think it will be a marker, and well, it will definitely, definitely make me more confident about our title charge. I. I I hope I'm wrong and I hope you guys are right and we smash them. Okay. Um, so, have you given me a prediction? Have I? No. You just talk for ages without giving me a prediction. I'm going one-one. I'm going one, one. Oh, what okay. a wanker. Um, I think... I think... <sighs> Ole Gunnar Solskjaer would love for this to come out and be one of those heroic United's performances against all odds, you know, and sticking it to media. And the media would love nothing more than, you know, it'd win at the weekend. Let's be honest about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Um, I think... I just think he's too naive. Um, I think he's trying to... Do you know what? He's trying to please people and he's getting fucking worse. He's making the team worse at the same time. And I just think... I Something that Matt said at the very start stuck with me. Klopp will have a plan for this. You know, he'd look at last season, he'd look at how they're playing, he'd look at what might they might have available, and he'll have a plan. And whether that's when we're, if we're winning after 70 or losing, he'll have a plan. <coughs> uh, I'm going to go with 3-1 Liverpool. Um, I think I think we bury them. But they might get one back as a consolation, but I think 3-1 Liverpool uh, would be my prediction. Um, before we leave, lads, uh, random questions. I have to ask one or two. Um, Grizz, name something you've tried and would never, ever try again. <laughs> Cucumber up the bum. <laughs> uh, salad. I haven't, I haven't tried that one. <laughs> A diet. Um, I <laughs> keto. Okay, good one. Good keto, one. keto is the one. Isn't it? <laughs> Look, you can laugh at keto, right? But yeah. I tried it. I think I tried it, it, I think it sound. I tried it for a month and it worked, yeah. but it's really yeah, yeah. hard. Yeah, that, yeah. Matt, Matt did warn really me at the start. It's tough, yeah. and he was right. But after so, a month, after a month, you were walking around and people were calling you Joel. So you know what I mean. So, <laughs> so no, but I'm, gonna, I'm, 
I'm actually going to start the keto again tomorrow. No way. I'm going to try a refined, a refined version of it. Yeah. Um, so not I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I've tried. He's just, he's just, he's just not having brunch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 he's no, got to no, do no, is he's no, going to have whatever, no, no. He, he's going to eat whatever he wants and then go, I remember keto. That was great, wasn't it? That's, <laughs> that's the reform. No, it actually works. Look, for anyone, for, listen, on a serious tip, for anyone who wants to sort of <laughs> ask me for diet advice. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I will. Yeah. I will definitely recommend. Save your money. Go down to bills. Forget, no, no. Forget the rest. Keto is the way to go. Yeah. It hasn't worked on me, but there's reasons, right? <laughs> yeah, but you're the reason. But genu- genuinely, it's the fucking best diet out there. It's amazing, yeah. and it makes you feel better. But back to your original question. It's not, no, it's no. not a good diet if you can't keep it up. Yeah, it's a shit diet. No, you can't diet. keep it up. I've been out for a month. Come on, <laughs> millions of millions keep it up. It's just me. I haven't kept it up. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Gav, do you know what? Do you know those? You know those diets where um, where you do things and, and like you have support groups and all, and like mad Americans <laughs> ring you and go, "Oh my God, man!" And they go, "You know, you, you've done so well." Like, could you imagine Grizz being in the support group and they ring, "Go, how'd you go and fuck her off?" It's a great diet. <laughs> Stick with a bud, bro. I'm not around the head. No, I have not <laughs> suit my taste. No one's yeah. going to ever change my mind. It's the best diet out there. I just, I just gave it up. <laughs> he came up after a month. <laughs> No, it's brilliant. It's and you had brilliant. and you two cheat days a week, so there was only fucking twenty one, days. One, one, one. No, no, you can't. You don't even look any difference. <laughs> I did a month ago when I tried. Remember? You didn't. You look I did, same. I said, no, you said I changed. You like I bastard. You put weight on. But listen, back to the original question. I'm yeah. not joking. All back right. in the day, there's oh, yeah. a very, very famous place mm. in East London, in my land, right, mm. uh, in the land of the craze. A very land. famous bagel place. It's an amazingly famous... It's like 24 hours. Some of the viewers, listeners might know about it. Right. I can't remember what it's called. So back in the day, after a, a night out with the lads, everyone recommended it. And they forced me... Not forced me. They said... You know, I, to be honest with you, I didn't know what a bagel was back in the day, right? Mm. You know, so they said, look, it's... it's wait, I'm serious. I'm being honest. Fucking bagel. So I didn't know what it was. So I tried... It, to me, it looked like a donut, right? Yeah. A glazed donut. Straight right? in. So, have a chocolate bagel, please. Yeah. So I thought I thought this might be nice, but they gave me a salmon bagel, salmon and something else, salmon and had gherkin, salmon and choya, something like that. Right? Mm. It's basically the best seller. Yeah. I, I puked up, and I'll never, ever, ever, ever try that ever again. That taste to this very day is still in my tongue. Um, I can still remember that vile, vile taste of that. Smoky bagel, uh, sm- um, uh, what was it? Smoky salmon, salmon yeah. bagel. It was awful, but it's apparently the fucking most amazing bestseller bagel in East London, in the whole of London. It's just not for you. Everyone else no, likes it, but it's not for oh, you. We'll a bit like keto. A bit like keto. Yeah. Matt, what what have you tried and you would never try again, other than trying to get Grizz to stick to keto? <laughs> uh, being friends with Grizz. Oh, yeah. um, what would I do? Ah, that, that fucking, that cinnamon challenge thing. Oh, have you and tried that? You, ah, you can't even breathe for like a week. It's disgusting. <laughs> you, end, you end up pissing out cinnamon. Yeah. It gets, it gets right under your bell and everything. Oh, right. <laughs> Jesus. And like, <laughs> it doesn't. And, and you, no, I won't, yeah, I won't do that. You've done some stuff now that I'd say has affected your, um, yeah, bell end, and um, I'm, pissed, I'm, I'm pissing and stuff like that. Well, like, like his wife. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that might be a step too far. I bet you his battery goes now. You're gonna live. Pretend, <laughs> you're, pretend, 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 pretend the upset. Um, uh, 
for me, it's um, the drink Perno and Blackcurrant. Um, tried it, drank a fucking lot of it one night, and my God, never, ever, ever again. It's not that you feel violently ill if you drink too much of it. It's just the smell of fucking Perno is just... It's it's a great idea at the time, but um, it's it's absolutely not after. So Perno and Black would be a. Uh, That's the type of stuff he used to rub on my mum's drinks. Oh man, they used to do it. They used to do it. They used to do it in this uh, kind of nightclub and where I'm from, and you go up and it'd be like, you know, double Perno and Black for like three fucking quid. It was fucking hor- horrendous. Uh, great at the time, but no, 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 um, not after that. Last one, Grizz, your least favorite form of transport. Apart from that bike. bike. Apart from bike. that bike in the front of the telly. <laughs> What's your least favourite? Um, um, camel. Camel. <laughs> yeah. Why? Well, no, because I'm telling you, I've tr- I've done it. I've tried it. I mean, I know, I know, uh, you know, Matt's in the in the country of camels at the moment, mm-hmm. but uh, it's horrible. Liverpool. It's horrible. Oh, not at the moment. Sorry. Yeah, you're fucking in UK, aren't you? At the moment. Yeah. Mm. Um. Camel journeys, if anyone's tried it. Not good. Oh, it's not, Gav. It proper makes you, because you're really high up, but you're not high up enough like to Like on be a horse. Sort of flying, do you know what I mean? You're like, yeah. <laughs> hold on, horses. hold on, hold on. You're not, are, you, are you trying to tell me you're not far off the sensation that you're flying? <laughs> okay, so look, so right, you're on a double-decker bus, it's right? A fucking bumpy it's like, camel is the height like, of a double-decker bus. No, it's like the equivalent of being high Enough to be on a double decker bus, but it's open. Hold on, hold on. How many camels you sit on? Hold on a minute. The equivalent equivalent of sitting on a double decker bus. If you're at the top of a double decker bus, you're about 18 feet from the ground. Big camel, Gav. (laughs) Are you sure it wasn't a giraffe you were on? No, no, it was a camel. 100%. It was a camel. So it's, so you're you're feeling sick, but you shouldn't be feeling sick, if you know what I mean. Mm. Travel sickness. Yeah, so it's really, really bad, and it's really, really. It's from the I mean, diet. Apart from the obvious, it's really bumpy and uncomfortable. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like you know your belly is really, really sore afterwards. Your belly. Why is it so sore afterwards? <laughs> it is. It's really, really sore. Afterwards. Would you not have one of them cups from your cricket days? You could have stuck on. <laughs> You're not meant to stick it in him after you ride it. <laughs> yeah, but it, it all depends if you go for the cheap. You went for the all, inc- all inclusive, did you? Yes, yeah, so I went for the cheap guide where I think I think you used a scarf or something. What's the message I mean? Yeah, it was really, really bad. Um, that's the worst form of transport because I can't oh, okay. imagine. So you've got to remember these camels were used for like from people use them from travelings from countries to countries across deserts, <laughs> hundreds and thousands of miles. I fucking couldn't do 10 metres, Gav. Hundreds of thousands of miles on a camel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To get from Dyson to Liverpool is 7,000. Is it really? You, you think people can do hundreds of miles? If you rewind Talkie the tape, I said hundreds. If, if you rewind the tape, I said hundreds, 2,000 you didn't. Miles. I think you said hundreds of thousands. I didn't say 100,000, I said 100 to 1,000 miles, oh, just, right. you know, trips. I did, man. All right, so okay. all these merchants back in the day... You just imagine, you just imagine, you just imagine Grizz on the Stennis ceiling, couldn't you? You know, <laughs> Ali head to Dublin, I'll be camel. Off to America, it's, 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 a pretty, it's a pretty bad way to, uh, uh, to, 
to 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 move about in. Okay. So yeah, you'd give that a miss if I was you. Ma, what is your um, least favorite form of transport? Uh, probably swimming. You get to the office and you, and you get soaked. Yeah, you get anywhere. Not, and is that soaked. a form of transport? Yeah, it gets you from A to B, doesn't it? Does it? Does. Okay. Mr. Khan's left his batteries gone. Yeah, I have you. Sorry, his battery died. We'd sort it out. Um, is swimming transport though? Yeah, you'd say walking is. Walking is a form of transport? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Just because you don't do it. No, I do do it. But I wouldn't have thought... You go running these days, don't you? You know, how did you get here? Oh, what mode of transport did you take to get Swam. here? I walked. Hmm, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Swim. Anyway. um will we, too wet. will we leave it there because uh, Grizz has gone off and he's all pretend upset? Yeah. All oh, right. Cool. Um, listen, that's been the Fatback 4. We've done everything on Manchester United versus Liverpool. We're pretty conclusive, bar Grizz, that uh, Liverpool are going to win. Um, listen out during the week uh, for the Fatback 4 daily, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, <coughs> Friday night. The, not on tomorrow night. The club is being um, recorded tomorrow night. So the club tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, is the Fatback 4 daily. Matt, thanks a million for joining me. Go Niners. Go Niners. Grizz, you're not there. Rest in peace. Uh, thanks for joining me. But always remember, Grizz once travelled thousands of miles on a camel. <laughs> he didn't take, he didn't go Hundreds all Hundreds of thousands. He didn't go all inclusive because he's a miserable bastard. And the fella that was his guide used a scarf to play with his bell ends. <laughs> Over and out. Turn off your laptop. We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. As an educator, you've been leading students to grow, learn, and achieve for years. Take your passion to the next level by earning your doctoral degree in education online at Grand Canyon University. Become a change agent and help identify emerging trends in K-12 education, develop innovative solutions, and make measured improvements. What do you think making a difference in education looks like? GCU offers over 175 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Sports Social Podcast Network.